you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. That's hooey and applesauce. Three words for that. Ooh, blah, and blah. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Oh, it's gangbusters. Damn a shake in In NFL and Dave. Damn a shake. Hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to another July episode of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes. This is episode number 76, and as always, seated to my immediate right, ready to talk about the NFL landscape, the sports landscape, and the landscape in general from NFL.com and the NFL Network to boot. Adam Rank, what's the poop, fella? Hey, boss, thanks for having me. Great to be back after sure. a week of vacation. The summer yeah. of Rank continues to roll on. Yeah, Elliot Harrison uh, filled in for you last mm-hmm. week, and uh, I don't mind telling you, received some favorable reviews and some not-so-favorable reviews, <laughs> not unlike yourself. That's the way it goes, You yes. were off in Vegas, eh? I was, Who yeah. Who's to Vegas in the summertime? Uh, lunatics who enjoy the heat like myself. I'll tell you, the first time I went to Vegas in the summer... I had that experience that, the, that that you have when you get off the airplane and you exit the airport and mm-hmm. you walk to the outside. You it, the the heat. It's not humidity and you know, the no, the old it's... rhetoric about you know dry heat, humid humidity, and so on. You get off the plane or when you walk out of the airport, the heat smacks you in the face mm-hmm. like a like a wave or something like a like a water or something. You, and you feel like oh, I must be standing under a heat lamp or something. I better get out of this uh, this spot where there's heat being pushed onto me. And then you realize oh no, this is just outside. <laughs> and then you realize oh, 
I'm never coming back to Vegas in the summer again. But not you, Rank. <laughs> but no, but I mean, it, you get the same thing like when we go to Canton or, you know, when you'll be going there in a couple oh, of weeks. I love that soup. But you go into there, you know, and it's the same thing. That to me is more of a startling just smack in the face because it is humid as opposed to Vegas. It's just hot, you know, and it's it's great if you like to golf too, you know, because nobody's going to go golf at two in the afternoon. So it's kind of funny if you know people, and I know people in town, you, you just kind of go up to where the cart shed is. And you give the guy a 20, and then he's like, yeah, here's the keys to a cart. Yeah, not interested in, uh, <laughs> in in being out there. I'll see you sometime in the fall or maybe uh, early winter, Vegas. All right. See you soon. We're a little busy in the fall, though. Yeah, true. Right, now, that you just mentioned the Hall of Fame over in Canton, Ohio. Are you going to be in I don't think I'm issue? going this year. Is no. that right? Yeah. I thought that was your thing. A five-year string has been snapped. Oh, no. You're, oh, well. You're not going to be there. I'm disappointed, but you know what? It's time to move on. We've got we got Fantasy Live coming up. We've got so I many know. things happening. But it seems appropriate to have uh, our bustiest employee be around all those busts. <laughs> so, um, and uh, also look, joining us in Studio 66 today, all the way from England, the Miami Dolphins' greatest fan, or at least the greatest Dolphins fan I know, it's Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. He's handsome Hank from England, handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. He's handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. How are you? Morning, Dave. Very well. Good to see you. Good a to pleasure. see Adam. It's been Thank a while. You. It has been a while. Great. Thank you. Are you going to be in Canton? I am not, not until oh, they man. enshrine me properly. Who's going to be there love, with me? Then? This is terrible. It's a fun trip. Like if you got a chance I'd to, love go, to go, the I've, first time, yeah, you, you should. You I've should never go. been. I, would I love, love to glad go. glad handing with all the old timers, right. Mean Joe and beyond. It's great. You know, oh, you know, I just realized too is like uh, we had Jack Youngblood on our show before, and he's always there. I've always been afraid to go talk to him. I don't want to bother these guys. Now I have an in with them. We're Facebook friends. We're Twitter buddies. I have an in to go hang out with Jack Youngblood. I would be sitting there probably at one of the one of the local haunts there, Na- tipping back name some- dropper. You know what we have to what I have to try and do is uh, catch up with Gail Sayers. A year ago, Rank and I <sighs> had a great twenty five minute interview <laughs> with Gail Sayers, who's reclusive generally speaking. We had a great yap about the best foods in Chicago and what he thought about Jay Cutler, who was just coming off of the knee injury, you know, the whole thing yep. at, on the sidelines at the NFC title game against the Packers and his behavior. And Gail had some none too kind words for for cutler at the time right and uh and then afterwards after gail had left uh, we said to uh to the producer so all right so great let's get that interview posted as soon as possible and he said uh it didn't record so <laughs> which maybe well, is only my second uh most embarrassing interaction with an nfl legend once i was at a hockey game at a pittsburgh penguins hockey game in the old igloo in pittsburgh pa and uh and hall of famer jack ham was seated there and my sister Amy and I, we went over to Jack Ham, you know, and we had a pen and paper, of course, and we said, Mr. Ham, you know, we'd love to get your autograph. We're, you know, little kids, 10 years old or whatever at the time. And uh, he said, sure thing. And then he uh, went to sign it and they kept, oh, you know, no. doing, doing. We, we were like, he said, sorry, your pen doesn't work. And that was the end of. Uh, oh, that's no. Awful. Yeah. That's that a terrible, terrible situation to find yourself in. Too bad. Too bad. Anyway, listen, I don't want to get down. Let's uh, let's no, let's, let's be excited because also in Studio 66 behind the glass filling in for black tie. Listen, the rumors are afoot 
that one Mr. Richard Eisen, a.k.a. Dick Eisen, mm. I at least have advised Dick Eisen to go with Dick. That's as a, I, I know he's pretty deep into his career. He's got, the, uh, he's got the show on TNT now and everything else. He's the face of the NFL Network. But it's never too late to make an improvement. And Rich Eisen, fine. Dick Eisen, way cooler name in my G- book. Could you get his Twitter account verified as Dick Eisen in, instead of uh, Rich Eisen? I maybe yeah. you know people you like to create phony accounts. Yeah. Maybe I should that create Dick Eisen Dick and start Eisen. tweeting yeah. out. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, listen, there's there, there's no truth to the rumor that he's looking to poach uh, Black Tie from us. But uh, he Black Tie is over there this week filling in for uh, for uh, the great Chris Law, and in the process, this means that uh, our old pal Wilk Tie is back in the fold, and uh, welcome, Wilk Ty. Thank you, getting the uh, the call-up from AAA. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. You're called up from AAA, kind of like how the uh, L.A. Rams called up Dieter Brock from the CFL oh, back in. Oh, how quickly. Very you. nice. Back there, that was Damashek. Boom. Damashek. Back there. What's the, do did you, know you guys get the all-time guys did, standings? You did two shows last week. Did either of you, did anybody get Dieter Brock drops last week? No, in, in case this is your first time listening to the, uh, to the program, we see who can organically reference Dieter Brock in in the show first, and we have an all time tally on that. I think Rank still leads, even though I just got. It's going to be close now. I think it's I might be, be leading by a half. Matter of fact, Black Tie, you know, you know how he is. He's difficult, and uh-huh. uh, I tried to work one in right at the end of podcast number two. He refused it. He said yeah. not organic. Too really too, oh. too forced. I'm not going to allow it. He denounced it. But he you agree with him as well. I did in my heart of hearts, but I thought I deserved the point. All right, well, listen. Well, who's who's keeping tally of that though? Because it's one of our somebody on one of our one listeners, of somebody who listens think, to the program. I think it's uh, Dana Thunder, and I think he should be the one to decide if it was organic. I, or not. you know, I kind of agree. All right, we'll get into that later. And uh, speaking of later. This Friday, um, be on the lookout, AdamCarolla.com. I uh, made my weekly appearance there yapping about sports and uh, and creeps and so on. So be on the lookout for that. Like I say, AdamCarolla.com, also available on iTunes. And where to begin, fellas? We're going to bring in the Around the League guys, Dan Hanzoos and Mark Sessler in a little while. We like debating things, and, mm-hmm. and the debate uh, this week will, will uh, revolve around Peyton Manning. So we'll get to that in just a bit. And I want to do Dead or Alive. And then I also want to start something that, you know, I've been doing for several years now. Rank, you and I addressed this with a couple of teams last year. I think we should just start from scratch and do all 32 teams here. I want to figure out, in these economically trying times, you know, you can't just go out and buy 100 different uh, football jerseys. It'd be mm-hmm. nice, you know. If you're, I mean, if you're Dick Eisen, you can do that. But if right. you're, you know, if you're regular people on a regular budget, you can't do that. You, you get one jersey of your favorite team, a player of your favorite team, and so we should help people make the right decision. It's very perilous because you know, mm-hmm. in these days of free agency, of course, it's tough. You know, you a guy, you know, what if I, as a Steeler fan, would have gotten uh, and gotten a Santonio Holmes jersey mm-hmm. right after he makes that catch in the Super Bowl? Then where would I be? Right. right. You know. So. Anyway, but Lynn I wanna, Swan will live forever. Correct. So these are some of the calculations. I want to do, in honor of Handsome Hank, let's do the Miami Dolphins today. Oh, okay. But I also want to talk about something else here. We've got a lot of show, in other words. I also, let's quickly talk about Rank's uh, nice column that uh, he had up on NFL.com. How do we track that down? What's the best way to get to It's that? actually on the sidelines blog. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know either. Blogs.nfl.com. Go search for it. Actually, let's put a link onto your. We'll put a link on the. No, that's of no use because Handsome Hank doesn't provide on the front page of NFL.com. My I, I, Handsome, 
How many times do I have to forward emails and tweets and such from people saying, Dave, how do we find your stuff on NFL.com? Why is your face not on the front page David's so they can just addressed. click in? I can, I'm actually here, and I'm going to make uh, a guarantee. Joe Namath has got nothing on this. I will make a guarantee. By the end of this month, the month of July 2012, your face will be on the front of NFL.com, and people will be able to click on your, on your beautiful visage. Mm-hmm. And uh, will find themselves within the Dave Damashek blog. But I if wanna, you're on I want to kiss you. But if you go to <laughs> <laughs> if you go to your uh, Twitter account, though, you've got a link to it right there. Fine, it's just what, what, it's what just exactly too roundabout. What all. are we looking for anyway? A picture of Dave. No, so no. The what, people... what's, what's Adam got that we all oh, want to yes. see? So, Ray, so uh, uh, Rank has a nice little piece up there about. Well, we did a. You know, listen, Steve Nash is now an L.A. Laker. In NBA terms, it's not as egregious as a Celtic playing for the Lakers or vice versa, but still, regionally right. speaking, the mm-hmm. Suns are the uh, the Lakers' rival. And um, so, you know, with that as a backdrop, in the NFL, it's, you know, Johnny Damon goes from the world champion Red Sox and goes uh, to the Yankees. That ruffled feathers on both. Yeah, I mean, listen, there are many examples in the 21st century of this sort of thing happening. Rank... With that as the backdrop, what was your little piece here? We did a, uh, t- you know, every Friday on my Twitter account, at, at Adam Rank, uh, we do a talk about it Friday. Talk about it. And we know yeah, we throw out questions. So in honor of that, you know, I'm just sitting poolside in Las Vegas. And I'm like, hey, you know, in honor of Steve Nash, uh, who's the an NFL legend you couldn't see playing for another team? And Twitter went crazy, and everybody went, went nuts for it. And we talked about it. Obviously, the biggest one that came up the most is Ray Lewis as a Stealer? I think far and away. Was you say the obviously, one. but I, you know, I, I think in fact you're right about that. That probably is the one that seems the most. It, it, it seems is the, the most funny, egregious. The weird thing yeah. about it would be the most egregious. The weird thing is it, it kind of would fit as well, wouldn't it? I mean, it, he would. He, he is. You know, he's the Ravens and Steelers are pretty close in terms of their philosophy on de- defense. It would be. He he would fit there as well, but not in terms of but history. Not, it would yeah, yeah, it would look ridiculous. Way, it would be terrible, and it'll never happen. But you could see him as a stealer. Ryan Clark and I. Ryan Clark was here in Studio sixty six uh, a few weeks back, and we park our cars in the same garage on this yes. subject. The Ravens are not the Pittsburgh Steelers' no. rival. You know, until you beat the Steelers in a game of great significance. Yes, in twenty eleven, the Ravens beat the Steelers twice, and that sealed the division crown for them. In a playoff game, when you're over the history of your franchise against the team, then you're not really a rival. And by the way, six Super Bowl crowns compared to to one specious one in, uh, with with an offense that didn't score a touchdown for two months or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, I, listen, I, the, the Ravens are not the rival, but I, yes. As a Steeler fan, Ray Lewis, I would rather go 2-14 and 14 than I would Ray Lewis being the linchpin to the Steelers winning a Super Bowl. I would say that's about as bad as it gets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's impossible to conjure, you know, in the 70s or something like that. If you, you know, Roger Staubach wearing the Steelers, Steelers uniform. Yeah. And, you know, Terry Bradshaw said a few years back that uh, his great regret was that he never played for Al Davis and the Raiders. To which I say, fat. And I also say, jerk! Take that, Terry Bradshaw. Thanks <laughs> oh, for the rings, but the, you got it. You did it to yourself with that one. You don't. You don't talk that kind of talk. Yeah, who's your Who's your number one rank? There was a lot of. Uh, we got a lot of Tom Brady. Tom Brady was interesting because there's a number of different teams you couldn't see him playing for: the Colts, 
Jets, pretty much anybody in the NFC East, and the Raiders because of the tuck rule. Yeah, but what about? Oh, well, that's a good one. But but handsome Hank, as a Dolphins fan, as a as a division rival, I know you're over the moon about the Ryan Tannehill yeah. era. Oh, wait, excuse me, that's 2013. I mean the David Garrard era in uh, <laughs> Miami. But that said. Tom Brady, would you be happy? What if what if something ha- What if you heard across the wire, Kamish Goodell called you up uh, this, today and said, "Hey, guess what? Word on the street is Tom Brady's being traded. He's being traded to Miami. Would I, you be I, happy? I would be happy. Yeah, come. But on. I mean, I you're would, that downtrodden I, that you would take Tom Brady, who's caused you so much pain over the years. If it was today, yes. What I hate with yeah. Miami, and it happens quite a lot. Um, if you look back through the history, is guys who are clearly at the end of their career and then yeah. get traded. You know, it's like Thurman mm-hmm. Thomas and Chris Carter. Uh, you know, turn up in Miami, and we're supposed to get excited Say about Chris it. Carter again. Chris Carter. I love it. <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Um, and we get a 40-year-old guy who, who clearly can't Welcome play. Welcome back, Carter. <laughs> Come home, Chris Carter. Um, no, that was an American TV show. You wouldn't oh, know okay. about that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that it, it is funny that the two number one destinations for those guys on the cusp of retirement seem to be Miami and Phoenix. Which, which are, are the, the retirement, retirement homes. Places. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Um, so Tom Brady now, yes, please. Tom Brady in three and a half years' time where you know things are beginning to break down I, I i don't want to part off so let's get into so so go to nfl.com sidelines blog i well, no, Dave, forget that davedamashek.nfl.com is the place to track down the latest piece by rank and uh handsome hank also has a supplemental draft um a mock draft we're it's just really, hours away from the actual supplement exciting draft. and it's, and um yeah, I'm very excited. If you that. don't know, Handsome Hank is now much like uh, what's his name from ESPN is the bracketologist, you know? Right, Joe Lenardi. Joe Lenardi. Handsome is now. Oh, you missed this, Rank. Last oh, no. week, it was exciting. I caught he it. He earned a new title. He is now the supplemental superintendent. Yep. So, that, so he's going <laughs> to be doing I, I that. And I will have some uh, post-supplemental draft, uh, draft grades as well. Dave, we'll we'll you, get if... to that, and we also have to get to Dead or Alive. Quickly, though, here's what I want to do. Let's talk about Dolphins jersey. Yes. What is the best Dolphins jersey? Again, it would be great to have a Larry Zonka and a Dan Marino and a Ricky Williams and a Ryan Tannehill and a, a Chad course, 85 yeah. jersey. But listen, economics being what they are, it's mm-hmm. not a wise thing. Nike, all new jerseys for all the teams. Mm-hmm. So right. you maybe want to get the swoosh on there instead of whatever was there before. Who was it? Reebok? I don't remember. That's correct. Reebok, yeah. All right, I'm going to start with. I'm going to let you go last, so you can uh, okay. ruminate on it there, handsome. Okay. And I'm going to start with you, rank best mm-hmm. jersey to own if you're a Dolphins fan. Maybe considered a little bit ironic. I've given this some thought. I love the guy. I I just thought it was cool that what, I would love to have a Jim Jensen number eleven jersey. Interesting. Crash. Yeah. There's something nice about that. Yep. Just it it just wouldn't go away. You know, everybody. It, it would. You know, if. If you appreciate those kind of players, you're trying to, but you want to be cute. You want to get a chuckles. little bit. I, you're I wanna you're be... always going for the joke. You're I always going know. for the bit. Is with you. That's the thing. <laughs> always the bit. You always have to go with. Yeah, you always. Have is to, this a bit? Yeah. Okay. You always have to go with the what's gonna what's what's gonna get the laughs, and that's fine. You'll get them. You'll get them. For but that it's one. a cool jersey, and he fine. was a good player. Fine. Next, I turn to the man behind the glass, Wilk Ty. How say you? Um, Marie, you gotta go, Marino, right? I mean, number like, thirteen. Well, I know that's I the mean, obvious look, answer. No, it's not. It, it is the, the obvious, obvious answer, but it's pretty but good. I don't know how you how you not get a Marino jersey. Well, to be honest, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you in just a minute. Handsome, I turn to you. 
Okay. Um, I don't. Well, look. First of all, we have to put. Aside, I don't think anyone in the last fifteen years is worthy of a of a dolphin. You know, the permanent dolphins jersey. Jason right. Taylor was approaching that, and then he left and went off and and had a dalliance with the Jets. Mm-hmm. Um, Ricky Williams could have got there, but you know he, that went up in a puff of smoke. Oh, that's that's been done a few times. I, I think it has to be Marino. I like John Offerdahl. He was—he's one of my sort of all-time favorites. I wouldn't—I wouldn't mind throwing that one in there. Love the the Marx Brothers. You know, one of those guys. Zonker is is a good name. Mercury Morris, Rank's old friend, is is another that I would consider. But eh. it's got—it's got to be Dan Marino. Well, all right. Those are all good answers, but I would like to give you the proper list here. As a matter of fact, we got to get this up on uh, on DaveDamashek.NFL.com. We'll get everybody's. Could be a poll. Submissions. Yeah, let's do Mm -hmm. it. We'll do it as a poll. Um, And, uh, yeah, drop me a line. At Damashek. You can hit up uh, at Adam Rank. At NFL UK Hank. And Wilk, Ty, you want to drop yours in there? Sure. That's at Alex C. Wilk. Oh, Alex C. Wilk. He's ready to do it. Right on that one. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just dolphins is who we're talking about here, Wilk. <laughs> uh, here, here's what are we doing? Dolphins. Here's By the way, Wilkes is right for the whole NFL, though. I mean, Marino is is the right answer. I think it. What's cool is if you celebrate that era. If you were a fan of the Dan Marino, 1984, 85, you know the glorious years there, where it looked like they were going to play in multiple Super Bowls. I think it would be cool to go with. No one from the Killer Bees, because that no, defense was not was, they were horrible. ultimately that great. What, would I you rather go, have Scott go, Blackwood or Lyle Blackwood? JB, <laughs> JB Brown beats them both. I think you go with, I think uh, uh, it would be cool to have Mark Duper or Mark Clayton, mm-hmm. one of the Marks brothers. I think that would be cool. Then the the second coolest one, I think, and by the way, Bob Greasy's 12 is kind of, would be kind of neat to have too. Uh, you Premian. That'll get the last. That'll get you the last. See, that's a joke. As would a five von Schaman. Well, yeah. So Jim Jim Jensen. Jensen No, that's almost. It's almost hipsterish. Like, hey, look at me. Number the correct. The cool one is number ten, Don Strock. Strock, who was the hero, even though they lost in my lifetime, the greatest game ever played is that nineteen eighty one slash January of eighty two. So number ten would be great. But here's the correct answer. Wilk tie just about got it. It's a number 13. Oh, but wait, it's not oh. Dan Marino. You want to show you love the Miami Dolphins and have always loved them. You go with the only with the with the guy who won an MVP for the Miami Dolphins in the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 7, safety Jake Scott, two picks in that game. That's your answer. Jake Scott. How cool is that walking around in a that number is... 13? Oh, a Dolphins jersey's walking towards me. Cool. I'm a Dolphins guy. Hey, uh, Danny Marino. Turn around. Jake Scott, what the? Yeah, Jake Scott, it's, Super Bowl Seven MVP. It's good because the hardcore fans. No, would, no, no. It's not good, Adam. It's great. <laughs> however you want to describe it, it's whatever because you know. Hey, you know what? But you know what? All, everybody, all the modern fans will just think that you personalized a Marino jersey. That, that they're could not be my, the problem. They're not my concern. They're not, yeah, they're not my concern. I wash my hands of them. That's yeah. what so I you did. want to be the hipster who's like, I'm not oh being man, a, you're a not hipster. cool unless you hipster. listen to the hold steady. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, really that's, exactly. yeah, that, that's equivalent. Mr. Stop yes. the band. A completely unknown of a band that's never done anything compared with a guy who was the Super Bowl MVP who was wearing the uniform long before Danny Marino. And most uh, Dolphin fans wouldn't consider that it, nothing before Dan Marino even mattered. I, well, I, I, I don't can know assure about that. you that most Dolphins fans do not think that nothing happened before Dan Marino <laughs> came into, People in, into, the, age, but yes. into the South Beach. All right, listen, my answer is great. 
Yours was awesome. Thank got you. A, got a little chuckle, and that was not the a end chuckle. Of it. Mine was great. Enough. Now it's the exact same. Wilk tie. It was not. And if you say one more word, you will feel the sting of the handsole. Don't make me blast. shoot first. All right. Ow! Uh, listen. I, I mean, how much more warning can I give you than to say I am going to hit you with it? It's embarrassing, Rank, and I feel bad doing it, especially with your two Do pals you? from around the league coming in here. Come on into Studio 66. Here they come from around the league, the great blog. Uh, by the way, is it around the – well, let me introduce them first. From around the league, Mark Sessler, Dan Hanzoos, doing a weekly feature now on Around the League uh, at NFL.com, debating various items, something that we enjoy doing here on the, the Dave Damashek football program. Welcome, fellas. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. Sure. Yes. Now – um, around the league, let's take care of some business on Twitter. Is that what it is? It's at around the league. Well, incorrect. It's, yeah, incorrect. NFL underscore ATL. We don't like the underscore. It's confusing. Yeah. That's, that's going to diminish business. That's very. That's something. <laughs> People can't do it. I don't know. Understand. Otherwise, you've got N flatle, right? And yeah. uh, <laughs> if it, it all runs in N flatle, it is interesting. I don't know what that is. Hey, fellas, real quick, let's get into it. I'm sorry that you had to bear witness to to rank shame there, but again, <laughs> let's. That's in the past. That's in the rearview mirror. Let's look forward here. You had a good debate uh, on the on the site NFL.com about Peyton Manning and what he's going to do. Before we get to that, we like to play a little game here called Dead or Alive. I'm going to make a statement, and you tell me if you think it's true or not by saying it's dead or alive. Hit it, Wilk Ty. If your team is playing, damn the shit you're saying. If you're dead or alive, dead or alive. All right, let's get into it. And Handsome, I know time is short for you here in Studio 66. I'm going to start with you. And uh, here's the first question. Dead or alive, with the news about Tom Cruise, and he's been left, presumably because of his Scientology. Or size. By Katie... <laughs> I don't know what you're getting at, but what Katie, is that supposed to Katie mean? Holmes has left him. Mel Gibson's days as Hollywood's kookiest A-lister, dead or alive. I'm going to start with you. Mel's got more to give uh, on that front, I think. I think, it, I think they're very much alive. Every time you think that someone's going to overtake Mel, Mel will do something more dramatic and, and I don't want to say insane, but yeah, insane. Um, so no, those, those days are still very much alive. Mel's got a lot. All right, very good. All right, I turn next to uh, to you, Dan Hanzoos. Yeah, I think Mel Gibson's a has-been in the entertainment business and also as a kooky guy. I think he's just going to hmm. live out the rest of his days in Malibu being a creep at local <laughs> bars. Um, I think Tom Cruise is about to go next level because now Katie's gone. Still some meat on that bone, in other words. There's yeah. a lot of meat on that bone. Uh, Tom is about to go to a really dark place. I'm looking forward to it. America should be too. Mark Sessler, how say you? I have to agree on that front. I think that we're looking at a potentially a John Lennon, Sans Yoko Ono kind of year of madness. Ooh, that's going to be exciting yeah. for all of us. Gibson, uh, you know, I think he can surprise us down the road, but uh, I'm not expecting. <laughs> I love the Jagger <laughs> stories from that. That 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 sto- hasn't. Why doesn't anybody made a movie out of that? Yeah, that, that John Lennon, he comes for a year out to L.A., right? right? And Mick Jagger, and there's, you know, who knows whose hands were on whose body, where, and that yeah. every night, every day for a year. I, actually, right I actually think uh, 
VH1 made like a made-for-TV movie in 1997 with Jack Wagner as John Lennon. No, I don't know, but I just feel like that probably <laughs> happened because they went through that period. Rank, how say you? What about this Joaquin Phoenix? Is he he's still a pretty big kook? And when you think of the movie Signs with him and Mel Gibson, where wow. you combined uh, yeah. their two forces, that could have been the kookiest. Because one of the Culkin kids was on there too. That's a kooky cast. Yeah, that's pretty good. Wilk Ty, how say you? I, I don't think you can ever top Mel Gibson because the thing with Tom Cruise is he was only truly, truly crazy for a little bit, and then he sort of realized that it was hurting his brand, and he he toned it down a little. Mel Gibson hasn't quite gotten that memo just yet. It's still you're, you're still cla- getting classic Mel at this point. Yeah, Cruz did the Playboy interview and he kind of backed off, like yeah, I was kind of going nuts, but it was it was. All right, well, let's hear what the uh, what the good doctor on call has to say about it. Stand alive, stand alive. Yeah, Mel Gibson's uh, shot, uh, shot is. Uh, Still alive there. As okay, being the kookiest around. Nice. We can't close the book on him. Well, <laughs> listen, your arguments are. I was going to uh, say, well stated. Are, 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 are give me give me a lot of pause on that one. But listen, Mel Gibson still has some anti-Semitic uh, cracks. <laughs> You know, chambered. I'm sure about that. I met Tom Cruise once. You know, mm-hmm. the, the one at uh, Jimmy Kimmel's legendary uh, football parties. You know, mm. he uh, Cruise came over one day with his mother, and to show you um, how much Tom Cruise is a diehard NFL football <laughs> fan, you know, how out here on the West Coast the games are start at 10 a.m. and then the late games ended around 4 p.m. He showed up at 3:45. Hey, let's watch <laughs> football, everybody. <laughs> you know, maniacal but, grin. But let me tell you something. He was a handsome devil. And the thing I liked about him is he's that guy who, when you say hello to him, like, hey, nice to meet you. He's like, hi, I'm Tom. And he locks <laughs> eyes with you, and you feel like you're the only girl in the room. I mean, you, re- you really do. It's wonderful. So, What was he height-wise? Where, where did he? He didn't strike me as miniature. You know, mm-hmm. he, uh, I always thought, like, you know, he'd uh, you know, come up to my you navel. Hear, he yeah, wasn't, that, he the... wasn't that tiny. <laughs> Would he fit in with the rest of our NFL fantasy live cast? Oh yeah, he would dwarf all those. Guys. <laughs> he would dwarf those guys. Now, for the, you know, as a yardstick though, it was the greatest thing was was when Tom Cruise walked into the room. I was in the midst of a conversation with John Hamm, who is arguably the most coveted male in the U.S. of A. And Tom Cruise walks in over him. It was it was you know it was surreal. And then of course I'm talking to Ham and I'm like, hey, you know you're yesterday's news, Ham. Goodbye. I I, I floated over to Cruise. So is dead or alive been interrupted by your humble brag long enough? <laughs> Why well, has nothing to do with me? I just I just happened to be a lump in the in the corner. I, nobody was there to see me. Believe me, I'm I'm not that delusional. All right, next up, Lakers title hopes. Lakers title hopes in 2012 after getting Steve Nash at the time of this recording. Who knows? There, there's word they may chase Dwight Howard. I don't know that that's necessarily a great move with the back great. injury. Andrew Bynum might be just as good. And speaking of kooks, they both have uh, have done some kooky things over the last year. So, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to start with you, Rank, oh, as the Lakers you. fan. I agree with you. I think Andrew Bynum might be a lot better with Steve Nash, and he's going to – he needs that mentor. He needs question somebody is, looking over him. Question is, can the Lakers yeah, win the absolutely. title because they, were, they have a 39-year-old point guard? They were leading in three of those four games. I think it was that they lost to Oklahoma City. So does Steve Nash make the, the difference in those games? Absolutely. And then they're going up against another older team like the San Antonio Spurs. This, this Yeah, I think their title hopes are now alive. All right. Wilk Ty behind the glass. I'll say you. 
Well, I'm I'm biased as well because I'm a Laker fan, but I gotta say that they're alive because to me Kobe is still the greatest player in the world. I know that people are probably gonna laugh at me because he's however many years old, but as as much as I wasn't crazy about the Nash thing, if either way, if we have Bynum or Dwight Howard, which I would assume that we're gonna have one or the other, that seems to me to be at least a, a contender. Not necessarily a lock, but a contender. Mark Sessler. No. Lakers are not going to. That's not how you play the game. This is not, uh, you know, dead. it's like Jeopardy. Dead or dead. alive. All right. In the ground. All right. And finally, Dan Hanses. Dead. Uh, saying that Kobe is the dead. greatest player alive at this point is like saying Mel Gibson is still the kookiest in Hollywood. <laughs> how dare you? 700,000 miles on the odometer for Kobe. They're still going still gonna to be Kobe's show. Uh, Nash is going to make them better, but it's dead. It's All over. right. Move on. How say you, good doctor? Yeah, they're dead. Unless oh, they trade. And listen, <laughs> unless it's great to have Steve Nash, it's great to have that backcourt, but let's let's consider Lakers fans before you get too excited. Yes, those are two Hall of Famers. That's a dynamite backcourt. If things go wonderfully for the Lakers this year, health wise, then you maybe make a case that that for one season is the greatest backcourt the NBA has ever seen. And mm-hmm. that's not hyperbole. That being said, it's moot. Unless they get some speed out on the wing to run with the with the young uh, Thundersticks, you can't uh, listen. Those guys are uh, they better make every shot that they take. The Lakers, or else, uh, if, as you watch the Heat and the Thunder play, they push the ball immediately. Having two twin towers, having twin towers as the Lakers currently do, is not an effective way to play a team. Uh, play teams with the way the successful NBA teams, the two finalists played this past season they just push the ball it is all about speed it's all about getting out on the break and so and when the ninth you don't and think guy, you don't think steve nash is going to help them on the break i think not defensively and ninth and t- when the ninth and tenth guys down the floor every time are your two guys or your power forward and your center that's going to be a problem for the lakers they need to swap a guy like Gasol and get a piece that can that can athletically keep up with that. Ron Artest at the three is not a good matchup against teams like the Heat and the Thunder. Ergo, they can't win a title. Last one quickly. Speaking of title hopes, the Pittsburgh Pirates NL Central Division hopes. I start with you, Dan Hansus. Wait, is this about the International League or are we talking Major League Baseball? <laughs> I think you know what we're talking about. Um, the first place the segment- Pittsburgh Pirates. The segment is dead or alive. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I think they're dead um, because they're about due. They did the same thing last year. There's a guy in our office that uh, is a big Pirates fan. Uh, I know. I'm at, sitting he's right, right here. here. Beside you, of course. <laughs> I'm thinking back in the newsroom uh, that I think they're going to have a nice season that's going to put them back into the conversation. Let's say 85 wins. They're in it. Let's let's let it was play it, out. Wasn't last so year? So they the can't year that, win the division. You're saying dead. Dead. They can't win the division. I do think they're going to finally get over 500 and next year start to really. Twenty build years buzz. since they went over 500. <laughs> how can, how can the city alive. be the city city of champions when you you have a team that hasn't had a winning season in 20 years? Mark Sessler alive, alive. Yeah, I uh, I like the story. I've done a lot of tape study on this team, <laughs> roughly seven to eight minutes, and uh, I like what I've seen so far. Wilk tie. <laughs> You like catching me when I'm over at the computer, huh? You're, you're doing that on purpose, right? So yeah, be okay. it. Maybe. I thought so. I, I mean, they're in first place, and that yeah, division I know. is down. Yeah, I know you know that. Uh, that division is obviously down, but, I mean, 
who's on the team? I mean, like, honestly, the, who, who do you trust a, to, to carry this team? The presumptive N- MVP favorite, Andrew McCutcheon. That's who's on yeah, the team. All right. So, but as a Dodger fan, seeing what happens when we lose Matt Kemp, uh, do you really want to just say, okay, McCutcheon's going to carry it. He's, he's got it. He's yes. Be... Yeah, you do no. that. Yeah, that's no, exactly. I don't want to do that. But uh, listen, the fact uh, is that th- that that uh, what they have going right now, the formula for success has been that he largely must carry the team offensively along with uh, El just, Toro, Pedro I don't think Alvarez. That Andrew McCutcheon is going to be consistent enough over the course of the year to literally carry the entire Well, word on the street is the rumor mill says that the Pirates are uh, are, are at least looking at the likes of Justin Up, uh, Justin Upton, Carlos Quinton. If they add that extra bat, then about, uh, with, the, with the pitching both starting and uh, in the pen. Can we out. interest you in Vernon Wells if <laughs> no, we pay cannot. for it? Dead or alive? <laughs> They're alive. And Dan's point is correct, but I think you're, you're off. Last year was the year that put them into a little bit of respectability. Mm-hmm. Now they've added A.J. Burnett. These guys have the experience now of what it was like to fold last year. So, yeah, they'll build on that. I'm not crazy about the division, so I think that their chances are alive. All right. And uh, how say you, good doctor? Stand alive, stand alive. Yeah, of course they're alive. What do you think of it? I'm in control of what the doctor says. He's, I, I, I got him in my uh, hip pocket. Yeah, they can win. Like I said, for the reason, if they go get Upton or to a lesser degree Quinton, the fact of the matter is it's amazing that the Pirates are, are even considered buyers at this point. It's, a, it, it's an exciting time. I'll settle for over 512 as long as uh, it yields a division crown or two in the, uh, in the coming years. But, yeah, in that crummy division – you know, that you don't have Chris Carpenter. The Cardinals aren't going to have Chris Carpenter. Um, obviously, there's no pool holes there. The Reds are a good team. But you talk about injuries. You know, Johnny Cueto slows down at all. Then that team becomes a pretty fallible team mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I mean, if, if they were in the AL East, then no, they would have no shot. But they're, they they aren't. I, I don't think they're in the NL Wait, Central. hold on. Let me check. <laughs> are they? They're not. <laughs> no, no. They're not going to swap a mid-season no, 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 at no. least, right? Okay. I would so, say yeah. one more thing, though, also with Burnett. Um, as a Yankee fan, I can tell you, if you look at his month-by-month splits, and it's a different world out of the ALEs, but that guy is capable of turning into a Little League pitcher for entire stretches. We're talking seven-start stretches. And if he buries you for a month, you're done. I know, but that, that, there's not the quality of, uh, of, uh, of bats to go up against in it's the fair. NL Central but as there are in It's always the been more in his head than in his arm. You know, I know, but they also, know. But they also <laughs> practically – don't play in the bandbox Yankee Stadium. They play in a pitcher's park, which is which does make all the difference for a guy like Burnett, or at least I hope, or at least I hope it does. All right, so thus ends dead or alive. Now let's quickly go. The the main reason I wanted to have you guys here was for your debate segment. Again, it's on around the league. And uh, what did you guys kibitz about most recently? This time out, we uh, we took on the question: Will Peyton Manning be the same quarterback that we remember? Now, essentially in 2010, before the chaos erupted, the neck injuries, we uh, each took a side. Dan? Well, I think that he's going to be something very close to what he was in 2010, which was 4,700 yards, 33 touchdowns, 17 picks, led a team to the playoffs for a ninth straight year. I still think that he has that in him. There's talk that he's not 100%. I don't buy into this. He's 85 to 90%. I don't even know what that means. I know that he's going to have enough arm strength. And beyond that, I know that he is the type of guy that will be able to make up for whatever he's lost physically. So I think he's going to be more or less that same productive player, and he's going to take that team places. 
Do you think they win the division? Yes, I think they will. I think you we're know, talking 11 wins. We're talking about a division title. I think the first week after that deal, I think like everybody else, I said, well, then obviously this hands that crummy division to the Broncos. And it has the same thing that I said in the second half of last season. You know, Von Miller and Elvis Doomerville and, and so on, that defense is, is good. Two, and you can't. And th- there's some nice pieces left over. You know, just because Tebow goes, obviously they should be an improved team. I now am on board with the Kansas City Chiefs. As a matter of fact, I think that they are going to be the better team. But you make some good points, Sessler. You're not as uh, enthused about Peyton Manning. Well, I'm enthused about his overall career. I mean, he's sure. by far, you know, he's a legend. But I think we're talking by about far a- what though? By far, what were you going to say? Well, I think th- look, I think you're about is- to say greatest ever. No, I don't. Th- I think Tom Brady yeah, is, is my vote for greatest top, ever. Top five, Peyton Manning. Absolutely. We're not talking about his career, but just for the record. Yeah, you say that, he's a top five. I disagree with that. But rear right. view mirror, though, for, in terms right. of where he is at this point. I think it's asking a lot for, at his age, after what is going on with his health issues, to play football for the first time in 19 months mm-hmm. against a living, breathing defense and suggest he's going to not skip a beat. Now, I understand there have been improvements in his play in terms of off-season workouts. Uh, the arm is gaining strength. Dan doesn't buy into the percentage argument. But I, even if he were just to come back without any sort of an injury and take a year off in a new offense against what is an ugly schedule. I mean, the Broncos really have one of the, one of the tougher schedules out there this season. I'm not as excited about what we're going to see. I mean, statistically, it's going to be a drop-off, but I, I don't take the Broncos as a division champion based on this alone. I think there's a lot of other questions on that roster. And uh, and Dan, mm-hmm. how about this then? You're the you're supporting Peyton in this debate. Eli or Peyton in 2012? Who would you rather have as your quarterback? Real football, fantasy, you know, obviously equals statistics. How say you? I am completely on board with Eli Manning as an elite quarterback. I'm not going to be the guy that's going to continue to crap on Manning at this point. He's one of the best. He's a top five talent, and he's younger, and he's more durable at this point than his brother. So that's where I'm going. Sessler? Yeah, I mean, I assume. I, Eli agree? Manning, I just think, is it bloomed before our eyes last year into this gutsy late season quarterback that that team was seven and seven I mean we were writing stories last late you know December kind of laughing them off we were wrong they were six and six too and I I I completely thought they were going to go six and ten they looked like it all right he turned them around and and not to get off topic but just to assassinate Mark Sessler's integrity on this he also believes Bernie Kosar is a top 10 all-time quarterback so I don't know what that means. That seems accurate. That seems accurate. What's the issue? (laughs) Well, off the subject, as a Browns guy, Whedon is the guy, correct? Well, I I think they're—he's the guy because they're essentially willing to trade Colt McCoy for a bag of spoons at this point. So, I I don't think there's any. Who's offering a bag of spoons? That's like such a weird thing (laughs) to watch. That is a weird one. Yeah, you hear (laughs) that kind of stuff too. Um, But yeah, I—you know—I think your point, uh, uh, along with just the overall difficulty of uh, of the schedule that they that they have you know the chiefs are going to have a good defense let's keep in mind that they lost some key pieces early in the season right. defensively as well as offensively they should be, be- uh, the way i always put it is that, that that offense should be gangbusters it's castle proof but that defense should be good too the raiders are interesting 
I, I to, to me, it's Chiefs and and uh, Broncos are is the battle for that crown. I know as good as the Chargers have been over the last decade in, in terms of winning that division. I think it's one of those two teams. I think the, the division in general has to be excited about the the crown that's already been put on Denver's head. Yeah. By, by so many in the media, where the Chiefs, you're right, they lost key pieces before the season even got underway last season. Chargers are due for, they're always weird, who knows, but an upswing. It's when you start, it's when you start writing them off, but then you got North Turner there. I wanted, I want to support the Chargers, I want to defend, but they brought back North Turner for crying out loud. It, it seems like such a major league move so that a stadium vote won't pass, the team's lousy, they're selling tickets to Chiefs fans, like, up, oh, got to move to L.A. It just reads that way. But I will say this about Peyton Manning. If Peyton Manning was coming back and he was playing with all his old cronies, if Jeff Saturday was his center, if Reggie Wayne was there, and all these guys, I would say, yeah, I could see him maybe approaching what he did before. But now he's going to an entirely different team. He needs 10 other guys to be on the same page with him. I mean, those calls were automatic. He'd walk up to the line, he'd read. He knew Jeff Saturday could do a slide protect. They could move coverages around. He knew Reggie Wayne was going to read what he's reading. Now he's got Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, two young guys with a lot of talent. It's going to be too much for him to, to overcome. Here's the thing, Dan Hanzoos, defender of Peyton Manning. I don't know what 85 to 90% means. I agree with you. I, I, when people start throwing around numbers like that, I think it's kind of funny that they're like, I see, you know, 87.8% right. of what. It, but I think what it, that indicates is, is that there's something missing. And people who are around him, they can see he's not exactly what he was. Now, what, the percentages are hokum, but I think that it does suggest that there's, that there's something going on there and that I, ain't right. Right, and I, I understand the, those concerns. but And I, he is not, he's not the biggest arm QB to begin with. Right, that's fair. But at the end of the day, I'm just not going to underestimate a – first ballot Hall of Fame guy that's not quite ancient yet. He's just turned 36. I think he has one or two really good years left. And, you know, a lot of people are going to harp on the negative with him, but I think he's just going to figure out a way to get it done. All right, last thing on this, uh, Sessler, where do the Broncos wind up with Peyton Manning? Out of the playoffs, in the playoffs, winning the division, deep playoff run, Super Bowl contenders, how say you? Out of the playoffs, 7-9. and nine. Wow! <laughs> that is a bold statement, given that they do have some, some talent there left over from last year. It's not like he's walking into a team that was atrocious. It's not like he's going back to the Indianapolis Colts of 2011. This is a playoff team. He's Something just doesn't feel right. All right. Let's check back on that. Hanzoos. I believe 11-5, division, semi-humiliating loss in Foxborough. Revisiting a little retro. Rank. Seven and nine, no playoffs. Seven and nine, no playoffs. Listen, no, there's, no uh, there's nobody who thinks Peyton Manning's more overrated. I think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's one of the 10 or so best quarterbacks, 12 best quarterbacks of all time. But this idea that most people just insert him in as one of the, the you know, the, the he's the greatest quarterback. Everybody has to go into that hyperbole. He's the greatest quarterback to ever live. He's won one Super Bowl. He beat Rex Grossman. He's thrown Super Bowls and big playoff games away when his team is clearly the superior team. Well, it's not, it's not just a one-man game. Yeah, but he's the best player on that team, right? And it's a quarterback league, right? So isn't it his responsibility to ensure that his team gets over the hump? If it's been his responsibility to get them that far isn't it his responsibility to continue that role so anyway that's a, a, i say you know the nfc is tougher has more elite teams i know people like to say elite when only when it comes to quarterbacks that's why i use it here since we're talking about a quarterback mm-hmm. 
I think the Chiefs are going to win that division, which means that they are. I, I don't think they have a losing record. I think they get to nine or ten wins, but that has more to do with the schedule, I think, than anything else. And when you consider just the North alone has Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, all three should be in the mix there. Jets and Bills are going to be interesting. When you start getting into it uh, on that level, then it, it, it's hard to figure out where the Broncos are going to fit in there. All right, listen, the Around the League guys, Dan Hanzoos, Mark Sessler, always great stuff. If you're a football fan, of course, you should be following them on Twitter, even though I can't think of what it is. Tell me again, NFL underscore ATL. Correct. All right, see, that's good stuff. And then, of course, <laughs> go to NFL.com, and you can track their work down. I always like it. Because not only is it uh, topical stuff, whatever, if you want to know the breaking news, of course you want to follow these guys. But they also, as you can plainly tell, they do it with a uh, a certain panache that can't be found uh, most anywhere on the Internet or, or, for that matter, anywhere else. Thanks for stopping by in Studio Thanks, 66. Thanks, Let's Dave, do it again sometime absolutely. soon. Absolutely. Debates. I like it. They do weekly debates. We like to do debates, right? We do like debating. Yeah. So maybe we should have them in every week. What do you think? I think or were so. you upset that they took uh, some of your mic time away? Well, you know, I'm I'm happy to yield to those guys. I would like to get in with Sessler. Um, I turned him on to the Green Lantern series of the New 52. Mm-hmm. So I've been giving my books to him. I think we should, when we start talking superheroes, he's somebody we're going to need to include. Tell you something. I keep seeing more and more stuff on this Batman movie. I am so excited about it, except that I think he's going to die at the end of it. I think Batman's going to die. I think that's the way. I, because if you read the stuff that uh, Chris Nolan's saying, he's saying that it's a tearjerker at the end. And um, I can't think of the what's her name, the the cat one, the girl playing Catwoman, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway is uh, is Catwoman. She said it's going to go places that nobody expects, which is I think means that Batman dies at the end. Tearjerker, places nobody could expect, mm-hmm. Batman dies. He's a human being after all. Yeah. He's not he's not a man of steel from a different planet. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, see? I know that I go on and on about that, that Superman fans are front runners. He's an alien, you see. He's made mm-hmm. of steel. Right. He's indestructible unless you get some kryptonite. Well right. there's no cri- you know, this is a human being, flesh and bone. He's gotta die. I could see Chris Nolan ending this, you know? But Superman does die. Doomsday kills him. I heard about that. That's hokum. I don't want That's to not hokum. I don't want it's... to talk about that. But the point is, I can't wait for this picture, and not just because a lot of it was shot, shot in Pittsburgh, PA, which mm-hmm. it was, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, quickly, let's, uh, let's finish things off the way we uh, always do here. By naming the player who wore the episode number best were on episode number 76 here mm-hmm. and uh who wore 76 didn't marion motley marion motley and another brown lou groza lou the toe groza who is a guard ah, and a time. kicker better time in the nfl i listen we got to get into our rules changes before 2012 starts here that's something we definitely have oh, to yeah. address on the on the podcast at some point soon i say they should absolutely require one of two things. Either you cannot sidewind kick because apparently it's too easy to kick the ball far that way. Uh-huh. I like the head-on kicking thing. Or you have to be a real football player. Oh, yeah. Which means you have to play five plays from the line of scrimmage in order to be eligible to kick. You can't just – you can't be a five-foot-three guy who, who uh, didn't make it in um, – 
in the uh, Premier MLS. League. Yeah, oh, okay. and, and come yeah, over and you have to be you have to be let's get the sport back to where it was, which is you know you don't try field goals over forty yards unless it's an absolutely desperate point in the game. You know, right? right I like right. that better. It, mm-hmm. It's warped the game a little bit. So right. those are the only two. No, no, no. Uh, Rosie Greer. Oh yeah, he's great with the uh, yeah, great with the uh, Giants and the Rams. Um, Orlando Pace, no, right with St. Louis FC, yeah, no, not interested. Anyone no. else? Any USC guys? Wilk Ty is our resident Trojan fan here. Any famous seventy six you can think of? Not that I can think of. Didn't no Minute Bowl was seventy seven. Yeah, I was just thinking if there was a weird was, basketball player. What, was, what was George Murison? He seems like he wore a high number too. What was Willie Rofe's number? I think he was 77. Okay. So, I, you know what I'm going to do here? I know that um, Rosie Greer was more significant. In fact, uh, Orlando Pace was. I, I say let's go with the uh, Lou the Toe Groza okay. in honor of uh, of the idea of head-on kickers coming back to the NFL. Let's hope we see I'm that. I'm down thing. with that. Yeah. We've restored order to the numbers. And it also it also gives you a chance, your flickering dreams of playing in the NFL rank. <laughs> It'll restore them. You could get out there. I bet you, if you practice for about a week or two, you could – you know, start booting 35 yarders head on. Oh, yeah, easy. Just give you, you know what we'll do? We'll give you the Tom Dempsey Tom treatment. Dempsey, yeah, yeah I we'll, think. We'll, do, we'll have to do a little surgery on you, but then at the end we'll get you one of those steel plates. Did you ever do that when you were shoes? kids, go down like the local Love high school? And Love kick kicking head-on Oh, it was great. I, yeah, I've always been a head-on kicker. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I could make a 30 I'm an American. Yeah, that's the way I kick the ball. <laughs> Good for you. Staying uh, always bleeding red, white, and blue. All right, Wilk Ty. All right, around the league, guys. All right, Rank. A good show today. Did you enjoy it, Wilk Ty? I did. It was wonderful. That's all I have to say. Jeez Louise. I know. All right. Are you trying to make us miss Black Tie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen, but are you trying? Is that your goal? Who do we like better, uh, Rank? Do you like Black Tie or Wilk Ty better? Wow, this is awkward. How say you, Fish Tank? Oh, I see. Oh, that's uncomfortable. The all fish right, tank is spoken. You said it. I'm not going to. I don't want to translate for a real time. That's uncomfortable. <laughs> or for black tie for that matter. Um, all right. Listen, we'll be back with uh, more hooey and applesauce. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 